Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It's the Neverland Podcast Season 2, which means this is Episode 53. Merry Christmas! What is this? Up to Neverland! Ho, 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 ho! Come in and know me better, man! Ho, ho! Merry, Merry Christmas! Merry, Merry Christmas! Merry, Merry Christmas! Merry, Merry Christmas! Oh, what a Welcome, 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 and as you just heard, Merry Christmas. We're celebrating Christmas all month long here in Neverland. I am, of course, your host, Jeremy. I am the Pan. And we've got a wonderful month planned with lots of fun surprises in the Neverland TARDIS. And uh, I'm going to keep my talking here brief because today's content, it's it's a big doozy. It's a long one, and I know you're going to love it. I'm bringing you a Christmas classic on the Neverland TARDIS. We're going to go once again back in time and we're going to hear an old Christmas radio program. And this one is very special. This is a full original cast recording about an hour long. It's not the full length. It is slightly edited, but it is It's a Wonderful Life. A classic. Now, some of you may have seen this movie before, and I think actually uh, they just showed it on television, I think, here recently. But if you have never experienced this story before, you are absolutely going to love it. I promise you. I guarantee it's a great way to get started in this Christmas season, and uh, it is, once again, us going and reliving some nostalgic classic memories uh, that maybe we didn't have ourselves, but maybe we're going to have some new memories, and maybe you've watched this before, and maybe you haven't. Either way, this is a great memory for a lot of people, and hopefully about to be a good memory for you. Either way, it is a fantastic movie and a fantastic radio show, and I know you're just going to love it. But before we get to that, of course, uh, this was a heavy, major Disney Newsweek. Well, I'm only going to really focus on one story here, but this was pretty big. Now, we kind of knew a little bit about this happening uh, with the Mad Tea Party having shut down in Disneyland, and uh, we knew some some changes were coming with Muff Vision 3D, uh, that it is temporarily going to be shut down over there in the uh, 
Well, this is not exactly Disneyland. This is in Disney's California Adventure. Uh, some, some frozen fun is coming in uh, for at least the course of the winter. It's kind of an indefinite thing of how long this is sticking around. Uh, but I dug up some information here for you on exactly what is planned. And I'm going to just read you exactly what I found uh, through the Disney Parks blog. This is where I, I found pretty much the most information I could find, really. I thought it was concise, so I'm just going to read it to you. But uh, Anna and Elsa's Royal Welcome is something that's coming. Uh, joining the magic moment as you meet the Magnificent Sisters from Frozen at their new home. It's Anna and Elsa's Royal Welcome and your chance to receive a goodwill greeting at Disney Animation and Disney California Adventure Park. Plus, do you want to draw a snowman? Well, now you can. Just stop by the Animation Academy where a real-life artist is on hand to teach you how to sketch characters like Olaf and Marshmallow. And remember to be sure to keep a lookout for more and more details as the Frozen, frozen Fun draws closer. Uh, next thing that was on the agenda here, it's for the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along celebration. So you can join your Frozen friends and the Royal Historians of Arendelle for a fun and frosty interactive showcase. This winter at Disney California Adventure Park, head to Muppet Vision 3D, taken over and reimagined as the Crown Jewel Theater, where you can laugh and sing along to a timeless retelling of the tale that is humorous as it is heartwarming. Now, this show has been going on, on over in Disney World, as I believe, and, uh, well, at least it, uh, I know... It, it started when Frozen Fun was going. It's probably still rolling, and it has been quite a successful venture, and people have been enjoying it. So if you're a fan of Frozen, you're going to want to go and check this out. Now, how this scares some people, though, is it's moving into Muppet Vision 3D and taking over the theater, so there's no Muppet Vision 3D. So there are some people I know that, you know, this was like Jim Henson's last work, and they're, they're kind of sad to see Muppet Vision 3D go. But uh, I have heard tell that uh, Muppet Vision's attendance has been kind of going down there in Disneyland. So, you know, this is going to be a big boost to the attendance with Frozen going in there, that's for sure. Uh, which makes some people wonder, like, since they haven't really declared an ending date for this. It's kind of a, you know, it's for the foreseeable future. Frozen's going to be in there. I think a lot of people are worried that Frozen's begin, going to become a permanent resident. But, you know, that's a lot of people speculating. We don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully Muppet Vision will return. Uh, because, you know, I got I only got to see it once and everything, but I absolutely loved it. I've only been to Disney World one time, and it was a great show, and I would... Definitely watch it again, and because uh, I just love Muppets, so it's a lot of fun for me. Uh, next thing, though, coming up, uh, Olaf's Snowfest, and here's what it says. It says, for a limited time, enter a festival like no other and experience winter magic firsthand, complete with a frozen twist. Simply tuck away inside Stage 17 to play in some real snow and enjoy a blizzard of food and beverage offerings, too, all while Arendellian entertainment acts keep the atmosphere lively and fun. Best of all, you can even meet Olaf face-to-face -face and get that warm hug you've been dreaming of. It's a delightful opportunity to frolic in the fluffy stuff, build a snowman, and so much more, only during Olaf Snowfest at Disney California Adventure Park. So that sounds kind of fun, yeah, because, uh, you know, you go to California, you don't expect to get to play in snow, right? <laughs> well, uh, here we go. Another thing, uh, I think this is kind of what's filling in for the Mad Tea Party, while the Mad Tea Party is apparently gone and not expected to return. But uh, Freeze the Night, a family dance party. Now, top off your night at an awesome party right in Hollywood Land, a place where it's 
hot to be cool. Each and every evening, guests are welcome to chill out at Freeze the Night, a family dance party featuring music from DJ Snow, interactive fun from the Ice House, a dance crew, and more. After walking under an icy archway, feel a sense of wintry wonder wash over you as you're immersed in dazzling decor of lighting effects, perfect for photos, and treated to tasty sweets and frosty beverages that all ages can enjoy. Plus, throughout the night, a giant thermometer will even register the drop in temperature as things get so cool they ultimately reach the freezing point and everyone lets it go in a frozen frozen fun crescendo. Please note all entertainment and event activities are subject to change without notice. And boy, is that ever true because uh, I'm sure Mad Tea Party has lots of fans. I never got to attend it, but I've heard uh, some recordings of the like the Halloween festivities over at Mad Tea Party and they had a really awesome band over there playing. So... You know, I, for one, if I was a regular over there, I think I'd probably be kind of sad to see it go. But, you know, Frozen's still huge everywhere. There's still crazy Frozen fanatics. Uh, A lot of us, you know, major Disney people are kind of like, you know, thawed out over the whole thing. We're like really wanting to move on from it. But, uh, hey, it's still making money and people are still going crazy for it. So until they're tired of it, this is just going to keep going. Eventually, I'm, I'm figuring Frozen will settle down to just... It will have a presence in the park. I, I guarantee you there will be a presence in the park at all times. Uh, and eventually, though, I figure it will settle down and maybe there will be, you know, oh, guess what? A ride coming down in Walt Disney World over in Epcot. There's a ride and maybe Rosen will kind of stay there. And then, of course, in Disneyland, I'm sure they'll find a way. You know, maybe the Disney California Adventure, you know, the, the, the little night party kind of thing that uh, I just went over the freeze of the night. Maybe that will become permanent since the Mad Tea Party is gone. Uh, that way you'll still have a frozen presence because, you know, it's nice to have a presence from Disney properties. Just kind of stick around in some of the parks and have some new things come in. Uh, I'd like to see what might happen with Big Hero 6. Uh, you know, we do have some meet and greet characters in there. You can meet Baymax and Hero. That's been going on for a long time. So maybe that's all that will happen for Big Hero 6. I don't know, but... Uh, we can only imagine what kind of new things might be coming when, uh, you know, we've got another movie coming. Uh, I don't know if it's pronounced Mona or Moana, but they are talking to Dwayne the Rock Johnson to play Maui. Now, nothing has been confirmed yet, but uh, talks are going, and that would actually be a pretty good casting choice, I think, because he does have a Polynesian background. Now, you know, a lot of people could say, well, this is once again Disney is just going and casting celebrities for roles just to try to get celebrity name. Uh, you could probably make that case, you know, because a lot of people are really, they prefer to have good quality voice actors that are just right for the character, but, you know, The Rock might be good for the character. You know, we don't know anything about this character at this point other than he is some sort of a demigod. Uh, I think he could play it. Uh, It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that movie. That's coming here fairly soon. Well, you know, in another year, I believe. All right, but let's go beyond Disney. Uh, gameplay footage for Naughty Dog's Uncharted 4 made its way online after share- Sony shared the footage on their YouTube channel after having an event called the PlayStation Experience. They're celebrating, uh, I believe it's the 20-year anniversary of the Sony PlayStation. And so they they went through, a, you know, they've got a special PlayStation 4 for the anniversary that you can purchase coming around. But uh, they showed some game video. And uh, I did get a chance to watch this on YouTube. And this time we find a slightly older Drake coming out of retirement in search of a fabled pirate treasure. Um, now, I tell you what, I, I was really impressed with the footage. It's about 15 minutes long. Uh, I did tweet it out, and so it will also be on our Facebook page, so you can check out the video. I'll, I can grab this video link, and I'll put it on the show notes as well, so you can check it out if you're interested. I will, of course, I'll have to say there is some language in the, in the footage. And it's about 15 minutes long, but it is 
Really, really cool, and it's that same great cinematic experience for anyone who's been a fan of the Uncharted games like I am. I've really enjoyed it. I think you're going to enjoy this. Okay, now here's some interesting news. Okay, so have you been hearing anything about the Suicide Squad? Now, apparently Arrow fans will be familiar with the Suicide Squad. Uh, It is a team of villains in the DC Comic Universe that are... Well, they're kind of, you know, they're given jobs from the government to try and, I guess, redeem themselves. They can actually do some things. Now, there's a group in Marvel called the Thunderbolts. This is very similar to that. Uh, but this, of course, is the DC version where it's a lot of villain. Uh, but here's a, an official description. It says, The Suicide Squad is a team of imprisoned supervillains who perform high-risk missions for the U.S. government in exchange for commuted sentences. They are formerly known as Task Force X. The team's actions are highly classified, and the government is able to deny any involvement by claiming that they are not responsible for the damages of a random supervillain attack. Their commander is Amanda Waller, who runs the organization out of Bell Reeve Prison. The Suicide Squad was created by Robert... Kniher and Ross Andrew, and I'll probably miss their names up, and they first appeared, actually, in Brave and the Bold, number 25, back in 1959. Now, a cast was put out uh saying who's going to be playing what and everything this week and uh, well you know if you're interested uh, here's the information as i have found it okay so what we have here we have tom hardy playing rick flag which rumor is i guess he's kind of the leader of the team i'm not a dc fan i'm a marvel guy uh margot robbie or it could be margot i'm i'm figuring margot uh she's playing harley quinn will smith will be playing deadshot uh he's a batman villain he's in a well mainly batman i think he's also interacted with some other characters uh he's an assassin uh cara delavigne i don't know how to say her name but she's playing a character called enchantress not to be confused with the enchantress connected to the Thor universe in Marvel. Jared Leto is playing the Joker. Now, I have some questions on that because uh, DC Comics is currently in an era they're calling us the New 52, and they've kind of rebooted and revamped a lot of their characters. Superman looks a lot younger, for instance. Uh, But from what I have seen, the Joker in the New 52 is dead, but he has... His face has been preserved, and apparently it was stolen, and I guess some various villains are perhaps wearing the Joker's face. Uh, I'm not sure about all the details of that, and I haven't really explored it. I have not been a fan of the New 52, have not enjoyed it. But if you're a DC fan and you want to you know, give some more information we can give out next week about this, uh, feel free to email us, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Let us know what's going on with the New 52 and the Joker. Uh, also, did anyone see Captain Boomerang uh, fighting Arrow and The Flash? Actually, this past week they had a nice crossover with the Flash versus Arrow in both an episode of the Flash and an Arrow. And they had a character, Captain Boomerang. Well, Jai Courtney will be playing him in this film. And there's a rumor that Lex Luthor will also make an appearance. And that will, of course, be played by Jesse Eisenberg, who is being established in the Batman Superman, Batman versus Superman, I should say, Dawn of Justice movie. He's playing Lex Luthor in that as well, whether you like it or not. Uh, there's also a lot of rumors that Amanda Waller is going to actually be played by Oprah Winfrey. But that seems to be just a lot of rumor, and I don't know that anything's even in motion for that to actually happen, or if anyone would really be pleased, although I think some people have said, well, she kind of looks like the character, so... That's that's where it stands right now, and I know you know they've done some different things with Harley Quinn. She's become kind of popular after the Arkham games, or game series, the Batman Arkham. You know, it's what Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, uh, the upcoming Arkham Knight. There was Arkham Origins. But they've kind of done some different things with Harley Quinn, and it looks like they've tried to kind of make her a weird kind of hero over in the DC Universe. So, uh, And I think she's been part of the Suicide Squad in the comics as well. So I guess that's kind of where they're going with this and kind of playing on some of that popularity. 
Uh, other things going on outside of the world of Disney is James Bond will return in a movie called Spectre. Now, we've been talking about this. I've brought it up a few times to talk about some of the casting things, but this week they officially gave us a title. And for anyone who's a fan of the franchise, you, you should be expi- excited about this because, you know, they did kind of reboot it with Daniel Craig, kind of kind of starting over. Uh, and uh, over the, the course of the last movie, Skyfall, they kind of set things kind of in pace of how it was back in the old Sean Connery days, you know, with the same office and everything, and a money penny and things like that. But, uh, you know, bringing back classic evil organization, Spectre. So that's very, very exciting, because we will expect to see the head of Spectre sitting there uh, petting his cat, which was, of course, the basis for Dr. Claw in Spectre Gadget. So this is very, very exciting. Um Now, I forgot to throw out a little bit of Marvel news. So going back into the realm of Disney, let's talk a little bit of Marvel. Uh, It is official that Ryan Reynolds will now return to the role of Deadpool uh, in a Deadpool movie. Marvel fans will remember that there was a disappointing version of Deadpool that was last seen in the Wolverine X-Men Origins movie. Uh, But this time, writers Rhett Reese and Paul Warnick, and they were responsible for Zombieland, they say that you can expect all of his fourth wall breaking, wisecrack making, and indestructibleness to hit the screen sometime likely in 2016. So maybe they're going to just forget that he was in the other movie because he really cannot be an interesting character if he gets completely silenced so and i hope they they just take him back to basics and to what he's supposed to be because they really made a mess of him um oh and we've been talking about this for a while now but it was officially announced that benedict cumberbatch uh bbc's sherlock also was seen in star trek into darkness as Khan. um well he has been cast officially now in the upcoming doctor strange movie and i expect the good doctor to arrive november 4th 2016 as we know as a part of phase three now for those not familiar with doctor strange uh, let me tell you a little bit about dr stephen strange he was a great surgeon uh was very highly respected with a little bit of ego on him one day has a very massive car attack car attack car accident and he wrecks his hands he his his surgeon's perfect hands are ruined to where he cannot perform surgery anymore and he has to go on a kind of a journey to find himself and discovers the mystic arts and uh, becomes the sorcerer supreme and defends earth from weird supernatural forces should be actually a lot of fun and i'd love to see how dr strange will now interact with the rest of the cinematic marvel universe all right once again jumping outside of disney bebop and rocksteady are reported to be appearing in the next teenage mutant ninja turtle movie well maybe if they find a book of ninjutsu in the sewer they can become master ninjas as well yeah, I wasn't really a fan of that last movie. I'm a little disappointed. It was fun, but it was a little... Ugh, yeah. So, I don't know. Bringing back Rocksteady and Bebop would be kind of fun, but I don't know if it's enough to make me really get excited about that movie. But, of course, I'm sure I will see it, and I'll review it for you right here on the Neverland Podcast. Oh, and here's something from Variety. Roberto Orki, or Orsi, I'm not sure how to say his name still, uh, but he is giving up the helm of the USS Enterprise and will no longer direct the third installment of Paramount Pictures' Star Trek franchise. Uh, and, uh, well, he wrote that the, the first two films in the series, and there's no, you know, we, we don't really know why he departed, but he is going to stick around and help produce. But uh, he got the job humming the movie after J.J. Abrams had to exit because he was going off to direct Star Wars The Force Unawakens. Unawakens, wow. Star Wars The Force Awakens. So Orky had gotten the job, or Orsi, and we've been talking about that on the Neverland Podcast. But now that he's gone, who's going to be directing the next one? It's still being eyed for in 2016, and a lot of people are hoping that it will coincide with uh, Star Trek's 50th anniversary. 
Uh, but now he's going to be producing. Like I said, Orky's going to produce with Abrams. Uh, Patrick McKay and John D. Payne worked on the most recent draft of the script. Uh, and uh, there is some thought that perhaps Edgar Wright uh, is one of the potential candidates to fill the director's chair. Uh, Wright is a fan of the track franchise, having visited the set of The Last Outing, and he has even helmed a shot in one of the movies. So it could be good. Now, myself... And I guess some other people have started a petition. We'd like to see Jonathan Frakes come back and direct because he did a wonderful job with the the Next Generation movies. Uh, I believe it was First Contact. He had directed that one. Uh, He also directed a few episodes of it. Uh, Really did a great job of it. it, And he does love the the franchise. So it would be fun to see him come back. But we don't know. It could go any direction. But that's all the news we have from Disney and Beyond this week. Disney and Beyond. All right, now our very special content for the week, we're going to go beyond Disney but still get a little bit of a Disney magic. I I, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. It's a great movie, but we're going to go back in the Neverland TARDIS now and we're going to hear Jimmy Stewart, Donna Reed, the original cast of It's a Wonderful Life doing a radio version of that show. It's going to be great. You're going to love this. Quickly, come on, let's get in the Neverland TARDIS and go. Lux presents Hollywood. Brothers Company, the makers of Lux Toilet Soap, bring you the Lux Radio Theater, starring James Stewart, Donna Reed, and Victor Moore in It's a Wonderful Life. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. William Keeley. Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight we bring you one of the season's most inspiring hits a Liberty Films production that's been nominated for the highest screen award. Yes, it's a wonderful life. And we present it now with its original fine stars, Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed. Jimmy in the role which won him a nomination for the best performance of the year. Also in our cast is starred that fine comedian, Victor Moore. It's a Wonderful Life is the drama of a typical American. Might be you, it might be me. He dreams of glory, he lives in hope, he loves and doubts, uh, and only providence puts a final value on his service to humanity. Our story starts before the war, when life was normal. Shortages were generally unknown, and simple luxuries like Lux soap were abundant. I won't say that's the only reason people said it's a wonderful life, but I do know from the thousands of letters in our files that most of them said it's a wonderful soap. And they keep right on saying it day after day. In fact, the popularity of Lux Soap is what makes it possible to present such entertainment as Frank Capra's great production, It's a Wonderful Life, starring Jimmy Stewart as George, Donna Reed as Mary Hatch, and Victor Moore as Clarence. This is the story of George Bailey, citizen of Bedford Falls, New York. George Bailey, who more than anything under the sun wanted to see the world, the wonderful, exciting world that lay somewhere beyond the limits of his hometown. Oddly enough, this story does not begin in Bedford Falls. In fact, it doesn't begin anywhere in the world. It begins in heaven. 
where the superintendent of angels has just summoned an apprentice angel named Clarence. Oh, I, I'm really going down to earth, sir? Oh, how splendid. Yes. There's a very discouraged man down there, Clarence. George Bailey. At exactly 10.45 p.m., Earth time, he'll be thinking seriously of ending his life. Oh, dear, dear, his life. Now, I want you to stop him if you can. Now, sit down, sit down. I'll give you Bailey's case history. Uh, sir, if, uh, if I should accomplish my mission, may I perhaps get my wings? I've been waiting over 200 years now, and, well, people are beginning to talk. Clarence, what's that book? The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, sir. I was reading it when you sent for me. Oh, fine book, excellent. Well, you do a good job on George Bailey, and we'll see about your wing. Oh, thank you, sir. Now, listen. When George Bailey was a boy, two events occurred that you should keep in mind. One was when his young brother, Harry, fell through the ice and almost drowned. George saved him. Brother fell through the ice. George saved him. Ever since, George has had a bad ear. All that icy water, you understand. Yeah, bad ear, yes, sir. The other event came a few months later. George used to work after school in Mr. Gower's drugstore. One day, Mr. Gower's only son died of influenza. It was a terrible blow, and poor Mr. Gower tried to lose his grief in whiskey. Where you been, George? Mrs. Blaine's called twice. What happened to her prescription? You lost it, didn't you? No, Mr. Gower. Here it is. Well, you good for nothing. Don't you know that Blaine girl's very sick? Mr. Gower, my ear. You're hurting my sore I'll ear. teach you to loaf, you lazy brat. Mr. Gower, you don't know what you're doing. You put something wrong in those capsules. Shut up. Oh, I know you feel bad, but look, Mr. Gower, look. This bottle, you use this bottle to make up the capsules. It's poison. Poison? Don't hurt my sore again, Mr. Poison. Gower. Oh, George. That's why you deliver, Mr. Gower. All I wanted was to make sure. George, George. Well, Clarence, that was George Bailey as a boy. When he grew up, he wanted to go to college, but there just wasn't the money. So he worked four years in the Building and Loan Association. Building and Loan Association? Oh, I forgot to tell you. George's father was in the building and loan business. He and George's uncle, Billy. High ideals and low bank account. Anyway, George worked for his father and saved enough to see him through the university. That summer, though, he was going to Europe. Got a job on a cattle boat. Do a little traveling before college. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, it's hard to realize that my last night in the Bailey boarding house. We're sure going to miss you, George. Oh, I'm going to miss you too, Pop. Hey, what's the matter? You look tired. Oh, I had another tussle with old Henry Potter today. Well, I thought when you put him on the board of directors, he'd ease up. Well, so did I. I just can't understand a man like Mr. Potter. He can't begin to spend all the money I he has. I guess Potter owns about everything he wants in Bedford Falls, except our building and loan. That's why he hates us. Hey, George, can I borrow your tuxedo studs? Yeah, help yourself, Harry. Well, where are they? In your suitcase? Well, I'm not taking a tuxedo on a cattle boat, you know. Say, where'd you get that suitcase anyway? Oh, Mr. Gower, going away present. And one of these days, you're going to see that bag all covered with travel labels. Italy and Baghdad, Samarkand. Going to have a pretty full summer, eh? I'm going to have a pretty full life. Hey, why don't you come to the dance tonight? Why, I'd be bored to death. Well, you couldn't want a better death. Lots of pretty girls. Hey, I got a hurry. I wish we could send Harry to college with you, George. Oh, we've got that all figured out now, Pop. He'll take over my job at the building and loan and work four years like I did, and then he'll go. Well, he's pretty young for that job. Well, no younger than I was. <laughs> Maybe you were born older, George. Huh? George, 
When you get out of college, I don't suppose you'd come back to the building and loan. Oh, oh now, Pop, I, 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 I just couldn't. I, I couldn't face being cooped up the rest of my life in a shabby little office. I, I, oh, I, I'm sorry, Pop. Now, I, I didn't mean that, but it's just this business of nickels and dimes. I'd go crazy. I, I want to do something big, something important. Well, in a small way, we are doing something important, George. In that shabby little office, we help people figure out how they can own their own homes. I know, I know, Pop. I, I just wish I felt that I, I, I... But I just feel like if I didn't get away, I'd bust. I... <laughs> You're right, boy. You get yourself an education, then get out of here. Oh, Pop, you... Pop, you want a shark? I think you're a pretty great guy. Well, thanks, George. I'm glad to hear it. Look, um, why don't you go on over to Harry's dance? You'd have a good time. Well, I don't know. Maybe I will drop in. Yeah, maybe I will at that. So, George Bailey went to a dance. Is that important, Joseph? Why, it was at the dance he met Mary Hatch. Oh. And three hours later, he was walking her home. George and Mary were feeling pretty good, Clarence. As a matter of fact, wonderful. Buffalo gal, can't you come out tonight? Can't you come out tonight? Can't you come out tonight? Buffalo gal, can't you come out tonight? And dance by the light of the moon. Oh, hot dog. Oh, boy, just like an organ. At least. Hey, you know, you know something? If it wasn't me talking, I'd say you were the prettiest girl in town. Well, why don't you say it? Well, I don't know. Maybe I will. Hey, how old are you anyway? Eighteen. Eighteen? Too young or too old? No, no, no. It's just right. It sort of fits you. Hey, hey look where we are. Hmm? Oh, the old Granville house. Yeah, I got to throw a rock. Oh, no, don't. I, I love that old house. Well, no, don't you know about deserted houses? You, you make a wish and then throw a rock. George, but it, it was such a lovely old place. I wish I lived there. In there? I wouldn't live in it as a ghost. Now, watch. Watch this. Here we go. How about it, huh? Pretty good shot, huh? Broke a window, huh? What'd you wish, George? Oh, I don't know. Not just one wish, a whole hat full. Mary, I'm shaking the dust of this crummy little town off my feet, and I'm going to see the world. Italy, Greece, the Parthenon, the Colosseum. And then I'm coming back here and go to college and see what they know. And then I'm going to build things. I'm going to build airfields and skyscrapers a hundred stories high and bridges a mile long. And then I'm going to... Hey, hey, Mary. What is it you want? What do you want, huh? You want the moon? All you got to do is just say the word now. Okay, the moon, I'll take it. Then what? Then what? Well, well, then you could swallow it. And, and it'd dissolve like an aspirin, you know. And the moonbeams would shoot out of your fingers and the ends of your hair. And the... the uh, you, you think I'm talking too much? Yes, why don't you kiss her instead of talking her to death? How's that? Uh, youth is wasted on the wrong people. Why? Hey, just a minute, mister. Hey, you come back here. I'll show you some kissing George, if you want to... George! Hey, Uncle Billy, look here. I'm going to kiss Mary. Watch. George, get in the car quick. Your father's had a stroke. What? What? George, had... get in. Hurry. Well, George's father died that night, Clarence. So, of course, George couldn't go to Europe. But that fall, just as he was ready to leave for college, the directors of the building alone had a meeting. They were going to appoint a successor to Mr. What was that you said, Mr. Potter? I said as long as Peter Bailey's dead, let's dissolve the building and loan. We don't need it. Now, wait a minute. Oh, you wait a minute. 
Peter Bailey was not a businessman. Ideals without common sense can ruin a town. What do we get? A discontented, lazy rabble instead of a thrifty working class. Hold on, Mr. Potter. I meant no disrespect, George, but... Oh, wait a minute there. Why my father ever started this cheap penny-ante building alone, I'll never know. But just remember this, Mr. Potter, this rabble you're talking about, they do most of the working and the paying and living and dying in this community. Well, is it too much to have them work and pay and live and die in a couple of decent rooms and a bath? Anyway, my father didn't think so. People were human beings to him. But to you, a warped, frustrated old man, they're cattle. Well, in my book, Mr. Potter, he died a much richer man than you'll ever be. I'm not interested in your book, George. I'm talking about the building alone. You're talking about something you can't get your fingers on that's galling. That's what you're talking about. Well, this town needs this measly one-horse institution, if only to have some place where people can borrow a few dollars without crawling to you. Now, come on, Uncle Billy. What happened, George? Yeah, all we heard was a lot of yelling. Boy, oh boy, you should have heard George. Yeah, they're in there voting us out of business. Oh, who cares? I can get another job. I'm only 41. 45. Will you get out of here, George? You missed your boat trip. Do you want to miss college, too? George, we've just voted Potter down. We're still in business. Whoopee! We're still in business! We're still in business! But there's one condition, George. They've appointed you to take your father's place. Appoint me? But I'm going to college. Look, this is my last chance. Uncle Billy's your man. Uh, George, you've got to take it. They'll vote with Potter otherwise. They said so. They even... I know. George Bailey didn't go to college. That's right, Terrence. He gave his, his college money to Harry. Harry went instead. But what happened to that good-looking girl, you know, Mary? Oh, George saw her now and then. Not very often, though, because Mary went away to school, too. Anyway, George waited four years more for Harry to come back and take over the building and loan. He could still see the world. He planned to work in the oil fields, Venezuela. Except when Harry came home, he wasn't alone. There was a girl with him, his wife. George? Yeah, I'm out here on the porch, Mother. I just thought I'd get some air. Well, how, how do you like your new sister-in-law? Oh, she's swell. Looks like she can keep Harry on his toes. Yeah, yeah, I keep him out of Bedford Falls anyway. What do you mean? Well, Ruth's father, she's, he's got a wonderful job for Harry up in Buffalo. Buffalo? Well, that means you... Yeah. You can't... Yeah. George, uh, did you know Mary Hatch is back from school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nice girl, Mary. Mm-hmm. Oh, stop grunting. Mm-hmm. Give me one good reason why you shouldn't call on Mary. Well, Sam Wainwright. Sam's crazy about Mary. Well, she's not crazy about him. Well, now, how do you know that? Did she discuss it with you? How do you... Besides, Sam's away in New York. Oh, and all's fair in love and war. Uh-huh, I see. Okay, Mother, I think I'll go out and find that girl and do a little passionate necking. Oh, George. <laughs> Bye, Miss Bailey. By the way, do you want any books at the library? Library? George! George, you go and see Mary. Do you hear? George, is that you out there? Oh, oh, hello, Mary. Well, are you coming in? I just happened to be passing by here. Oh, I thought you were picketing. Have you made up your mind? How's that? Have you made up your mind? About what? About coming in. Your mother just phoned. She said you were coming over. My mother just phoned. What did she mean, Carl? I I just happened to be passing by, that's all. I didn't... Well? Well, I'll come in for a minute, but I I didn't tell anybody I was coming here. You you feel I can't go out for a walk nowadays without you. When did you you get back? Tuesday. When did you get that dress? Do you like it? It's all right. 
<laughs> well, no point standing here on the porch. Come on in. I, I still can't understand it. I didn't tell anybody I was coming here, you know. Would you rather leave? Well, no, I don't want to be rude. Sit down for a while. It's nice about your brother and Ruth, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. Don't you like her? Well, of course I like her. She's a peach. Oh, just marriage in general you're not enthusiastic about, hmm? No, no. Marriage is all right for a lot of people. It's all right for Harry and Sam Wainwright and you. And... For Sam? Harry? It's George Bailey, Mother. What's he want? I don't know. What do you want? Me? I, not a thing. Not a thing, and I, I just came in to get warm. He's making violent love to me, Mother. You just tell him to go right back home. Sam said he'd call you tonight from New York, didn't he? I guess so. How about some music? Uh, you know, your mother needs... A, you know, I didn't come here to... What did you come here for, then? Uh, I don't know. You're supposed to be the one with all the answers. You tell me. Oh, why don't you go home? I don't know why I came here in the first place. Good night. Good night. Okay, the way you're shouting, you'd think that... You'd think what? All right, I'll get it. George, on your way out, would you mind turning off the phonograph? I'd be very happy to. I've gone crazy, song. Hello? Sam? Mary! Gee, it's good to hear your voice. How are you, Sam? I forgot my hat. Hee-haw. What? Oh, I, I was just talking to an old friend of yours, George Bailey. Oh, Mossback George? Old Mossback George. Well, put him on. I'll talk to him, too. Wait a second. George! He doesn't want to speak to George. He does so. He asked for him. Why'd you call me? Because if you are, I, I'm in a hurry. I got... Sam wants to talk to you. Oh. Oh. Hiya, Sam. Hey, fine pal you are, trying to steal my girl. Oh, what do you mean? Nobody's trying to steal anybody's girl. Here, Mary, take that. No, no, here. no. Wait, wait, George. I want to speak to you both. Tell Mary to get in the extension upstairs. He says for you to get on the extension upstairs. I can't. Mother's on the extension. I am not. We can both hear, George. Just put your head a little closer. What? Yeah, what? That's, that's better. Uh, we're, we're listening, Sam. Well, I have a big deal coming up. It's going to make us all rich. George, you remember that time you told me about making plastics out of soybeans? Soybeans? Yeah. Yeah. Soybeans. Yeah. Well, yeah, my yeah. father's checked into it, George. See? And now he's going to put up a factory. How do you like that? A factory, huh? And yeah. here's the point, George. I may have a job for you unless you're still married to that broken-down building and loan. Oh, Mary? Uh, I'm here. You tell that guy I'm giving him a chance of a lifetime. Do you hear? He says it's the chance of a lifetime. And give me that phone. Here's George again, Sam. George! Now, you listen to me, Mary. I don't want any plastics, and I don't want any job, and I don't want to get married ever to anyone. Do you understand that? I want to do what I want to do, and, and you're not going to trick me. And you're... Mary. George. Mary. Oh, Mary, darling, I, I love you, Mary. So George Bailey and Mary Hatch were... Yes, George and Mary were married. Mm. And they started off on their honeymoon in Ernie Bishop's taxi cab. Hey, where are you two going on this here now, honeymoon? We're going to shoot the works, Ernie. A whole week in New York, a whole week in Bermuda, the highest hotel, the oldest champagne, the hottest music, and the prettiest wife. <laughs> so you're finally getting out of Bedford Falls, huh? Then what? Then what, honey? After that, who cares? That does it. Hey, you know, Mrs. Bailey, I haven't kissed you. Hey, since George, I... there's something funny going on over there. Look, look over there at the bank. It looks huh? like a run. All right, pull over a minute, will you, Ernie? George, let's not stop. Please, let's go straight to the station. Now, wait station. a minute. Well, I'll better see what it is. I'll be right back. George, please. George!
In a few moments, we'll return with the second act of It's a Wonderful Life, starring James Stewart, Donna Reed, and Victor Moore. Meanwhile, here's our Hollywood reporter, Libby Collins, looking very smart to me, I say. Well, thank you, Mr. Keeley. You know, after seeing Paulette Goddard's wardrobe for Paramount's new comedy, Suddenly It's Spring, I just had to rush out and buy something new. Looking at all those lovely clothes was just too much for my self-control. Well, you look stunning, Libby. Oh, thank you again, Mr. Keeley. And tell me about the picture. I understand that Paulette's portrayal of an ex-whack is truly delightful. Oh, yes, it is. And Fred McMurray gives a perfect characterization of her wayward husband. Between the two of them, suddenly it's spring as a high-spirited comedy with emphasis on the romantic side. Well, naturally. <laughs> but really, Mr. Keeley, that wardrobe of Miss Goddard certainly will make clothes-conscious girls sit up and take notice. I'll bet you think so, too, Mr. Kennedy. Well, Libby, men seldom know much about styles. Well, what I notice about a dress is the general effect when a woman wears it. Some girls always seem to have that right-on-the-beam look. You know what I mean. <laughs> well, I think what you have in mind, Mr. Kennedy, is good grooming. Screen stars certainly put great emphasis on it. A perfect hairdo, fresh, beautifully cared-for skin. Those are essentials. That must be the reason Lux Toilet Soap continues to be a studio standby, no matter how often other styles change. Well, that's what Miss Goddard told me. She says her beauty facials are so quick and easy and work so well. She's never without a supply of Lux Toilet Soap. I can depend on it for daily complexion care, she said. I wish you'd tell the ladies in our audience how easy these Lux Soap facials are, Libby. Well, here's what Paulette Goddard does. She says, I cover my face with a fragrant Lux Soap lather and work it well in. I rinse with warm water, then cold, and use a soft towel to pat my skin dry. Gives skin quick new beauty, she says. Daily Lux Soap facials do make skin lovelier. Recent tests by skin specialists proved it. In, in three out of four cases, complexions became softer and smoother in, in just a short time. A lovely Lux complexion makes a woman so attractive. I wish every girl who hasn't tried Lux toilet soap would begin using it tomorrow. That sounds advice, Libby. When nine out of ten screen stars recommend a beauty soap, you know it has to be good. So why not try Lux toilet soap, Hollywood's own complexion soap? We pause now for station identification. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Act two of It's a Wonderful Life, starring Jimmy Stewart as George, Donna Reed as Mary and Victor Moore as Clarence. Well, we're back in heaven again, where the superintendent of angels is reviewing the case history of a mortal named George Bailey. Clarence, the apprentice angel, is very eager to depart on his mission to the earth. Poor George Bailey. Oh, he's certainly in desperate trouble, Joseph. I'll go to him at once. Now, you sit down, Clarence. Sit down. We're nowhere near the point where George Bailey's thinking of taking his life. We're not? Now, uh, where were we? Uh, oh, yes, yes. George and Mary had just started out on their honeymoon when they ran smack into the financial panic of 1932. In the waiting room of the building and loan, a hundred frantic people were clamoring for their safety. Hey, what's going on, Uncle Billy? What's happened? All those people out there. This is a pickle, George. 
All I know is the bank called our loan an hour ago. I had to hand over all our cash. Holy mackerel. Whole town's gone crazy. Bank's in the same spot we are. Our charter, too. What about our charter? Our charter says we have to stay open until 6 p.m. The state can take away our license if we don't. How can we stay open until 6 without any money? George, where are you going? Out to talk to those people. Come on. Now, please. Now, please, folks. Now, just a minute. Just a minute. Now, please. How about our money, George? Where's our money? Now, come on. Now, please. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, listen to me. Now, you're thinking of this place all wrong. Your money's not here. Wait a minute. Now, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Your money's in people's houses. In the Kennedy house, in the McLaren house, and in your house, and a hundred others. Now, what are you going to do? Foreclose on them? I got $240 in shares. Now, let me have it. All right. All right, Charlie. Now... You'll get your money in 60 days. 60 days? Well, now, look, that's what you, that's what you agreed on when you bought your shares. I got my money! Yes! Yeah, well, yeah, Old man Potter's taking over the bank. He'll pay you 50 cents on every dollar. Then let's take our shares to Potter. Half is better than nothing. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Please, folks, I beg of you not to do this. If Potter gets hold of your shares, he'll be owning this building and loan. He's got the bank, he's got the bus line, he's got the department stores, and now he's after us because he wants to keep you living in his shacks and paying the kind of rent he decides to charge. Now, we can get through this thing, all right, but we've got to stick together. We've got to have faith in each other. My husband's out of work. We need money. I've got doctor bills to pay. I can't feed my kids on faith. Well, that's what you need. We've still got some money. Hey, Mary. Here it is, George. You told me to hold on to it. Would have made a nice honeymoon. Bought furniture, too. Hey, now, wait a minute, folks. Listen. I've got $2,000. All right, Charlie, how much do you need? $240. No, Charlie, now listen, just enough to tide you over. I said $240. Okay, okay. Uncle Billy, give Charlie $240. All right, Ed. Now, how much just to get by? Oh, $20, I suppose. Now you're talking. Now you, Mrs. Thompson, how about you? $20 will do me. Good, good. $20. Uncle Billy, pay it back when you can now. Pay it back when you can. All right, all right. Who's next? Who's next? Look at the clock. Look. Five seconds. Four seconds, three, two, one, six o'clock. We made it. Lock that door, Eustace, quick. Boy, we're still in business, Uncle Billy. We even got two bucks left, hmm? George, there's a call for you. Okay, and then call my wife, will you? She's probably over at Mother's. Mrs. Bailey's on the line. No, I don't want Miss Bailey. I want my wife, Mrs. Bailey. Miss Bailey, that, that's my wife. That's my, uh, give me the phone, will you? Hey, Mary, Ma listen, Mary, I'm sorry. I, I, hmm? Come home. What home? What? 323 Sycamore. Well, whose home is that? What? Well, Mary, how can I... Well, sure, all right, sure, I'll, I'll be there. Clarence, guess what 323 Sycamore was? His mother-in-law's house, huh? Oh, no. Number 323 Sycamore was the old Granville house, the one George threw rocks at and made wishes. Yes, sir, that's where they spent their honeymoon. That's where they started housekeeping. They were still living there two years later when old man Potter asked George to stop over at his office. Sit down, George. Sit down, Lou. Uh, have a cigar? Well, thank you, sir. Uh, George, you're a young man, married, making, say, $40 a week at the building and lawn. Forty-five. Forty-five. Now, if you were some ordinary yokel, I'd say you were doing fine. But George Bailey is intelligent, ambitious. He hates the building and lawn almost as much as I do. He's been dying to get out of town ever since he was born, but he's trapped. Trapped into frittering his life away, playing nursemaid to a lot of garlic eaters. Do I paint a correct picture, George, or do I exaggerate? Well, what's your point, Mr. Potter? My point is that you're the only man in town who has licked me. George, I want to hire you. Manage my affairs. I'll start you off at $20,000 a year. $20,000 $20, a year? 
Are you sure you're talking to me? I'm George Bailey. Don't you remember me? The building and loan, remember? Yes, George Bailey, whose ship has just come in, providing he has sense enough to climb aboard. Well, but but what about the building and loan? Confounded man, I'm offering you a three-year contract at $20,000 a year. Is it a deal or isn't it? No, no, the answer's no doggone it. If you offered me a million dollars to stay around this town and play stooge to you, the answer'd still be no. Now, let me alone. Don't bother me. George, what did Mr. Potter want? Oh, it's nothing. He just talked, talked. It's nothing. Oh, gee. Mary Hatch. Mary, why in the world did you ever marry a guy like me, anyway? <laughs> to keep from being an old maid. I was going to see the world. I was going to build things. I was going to give you the moon. What have I given you? What have I given you? Not even a new dress, not for months. I... Gee whiz, I feel awful. So do I. Mornings especially. I could have married Sam Wainwright, anybody else in town. I didn't want to marry anybody else. I want my baby to look like you. No, you didn't even have a honeymoon. And I promised you that you, 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 you what? My baby. Your, your baby. Hey, Mary... Mary, you mean you're on the nest? Well, Mary had her baby, Clarence, a boy. You don't say. Then she had another one, a girl. Well, what do you know? Night after night, George had come home late from the office. Things weren't good with the building and loan. Potter was really bearing down on him. Then came the war. Mary had another baby by then. Oh. But she still had time to help out in USO. Uncle Billy sold war bonds. And George's brother Harry became a real hero. Shot down 15 planes. But George, what about George? Well, George was 4F, his bad year. He was an air raid warden. On VE Day, he wept and prayed. On VJ Day, he wept and prayed again. We're, uh, we're getting... Pretty close to today, aren't we, sir? Yes, Clarence. You now know almost everything you have to know about George Bailey, except what happened that finds him down there at this moment, wanting to die. Well, sir, well... Well, today's the day before Christmas, uh, Earth time. George is pretty excited. Hey, Tilly! Useless! Hey, look at the newspaper. Commander Harry Bailey, decorated by the president. That's my kid brother. The Congressional Medal of Honor. Gosh, George, gosh. What do you think about the 15 Jap planes? And the last one he got was just about to dive into a transport loaded with soldiers. You know what that means? He saved lives, hundreds of lives. Hey, gee, where's Uncle Billy? Huh? We're going to the bank, George. He's oh. depositing that $8,000. Good, good, good. Who's that in his office there? It's that man again, the bank examiner. Uh-oh, oh, yeah. Well, good afternoon, Mr. Carter. Hey, uh, Telly, get the books from Mr. Carter, will you? You know, that's my brother's picture there, Mr. Carter. He shot down 15 planes, and one of them was just about... Well, well, Mr. Henry F. Potter come to the bank to deposit some more loot, eh? Sure, you old fool. How do you like the news in the paper, Mr. Potter? Just can't keep those Bailey boys down now, can you? Oh, let me see that newspaper. Here, sorry I can't chat, you old thief. Gotta make a deposit. Uh, here you are, Horace. Deposit slip, bank book, and a very Merry Christmas to you. You too, Mr. Bailey. Say, you've forgotten something, haven't you? Horace, I've forgotten things all my life. Get a wiggle on, boy. But, Mr. Bailey, where's the money? Uh, What's that? You want to make a deposit? Well, certainly I want Well, it's customary to bring the money with you. It's gone. Where'd I put it? Where'd I put that money? (laughs) 
terrible thing, Clarence, terrible. Uncle Billy couldn't find the money because the envelope with the $8,000 was folded up in that newspaper he gave to old man Pop. I just don't know what happened to it, George. I just don't know. $8,000. Uncle Billy, the bank examiner's here, and it's not our money. It belongs to the depositors. George, what, what are we going to do? We've traced every step I took. We can't stand here in the street. Are you sure you didn't put that envelope in your coat pocket? I, I, I think so. Maybe, maybe... Oh, I'm no good to you, George. I'm no good. Now listen to me. Now listen to me. Think. Think, will you? Now try and think. I can't think anymore. I, I can't. Where's that money, you silly old fool? You know what this means? It means bankruptcy and scandal and prison. One of us is going to jail. Well, it's not going to be me. Now get out of my way. I'm going home. George, dear, what's wrong? You haven't said a word since you came home. Oh, well, that banging on that piano, does she have to just keep playing that same piece over and over and over and over again? I have to practice for the Christmas party, Daddy. What is it, dear? Another hectic day. Yeah. Yeah, another red-letter day for the baby. Dad, Murphy's got a brand new car. You should see it. What's the matter with our car? Isn't it good enough for you? I'm sorry, Dad. I only... Run upstairs, Petey. See if Zuzu's all right. Okay, Mom. What do you mean? What to see if Zuzu's all right? What do you mean? Oh, she caught a little cold coming home from school. She didn't button up her coat. Well, what is it? What is? What do you mean, just a cold? George, the doctor said it was nothing serious. The doctor was the doctor here. Well, I thought he'd better look at her. It's this old drafty house. It's no wonder we don't all have pneumonia. We might as well be living in a refrigerator. Why did we have to live here in the first place and stay around this measly, crummy old town? George, what's happened? Everything's happened. You call this a happy family? Why do we have to have all these kids? Daddy, how do you spell Frankenstein? I don't know how you spell. You ask your mother. Where are you going? Upstairs to see Zuzu. Hello? Oh, thank you, Mrs. Welch. I'm sure she'll be all right. Who's that? Zuzu's school teacher. What? Oh, yes, the doctor says she'll be fine tomorrow. Here, give me that phone. George, please. Mrs. Welch? Well, this is Mr. Bailey. Say, what kind of a teacher are you, anyway? What do you mean, sending Zuzu home like that half-naked? Do you realize you'll probably end up with pneumonia just because of your stupidity? You know, maybe my kids aren't the best-dressed kids in town, but at least... Hello? Hello? Janie, will you stop playing that lousy piano? Cut it out! Stop it! George, for heaven's sake, what's wrong with you? I'm sorry. I'm... Janie, I'm sorry, Mary. I've just got to get out of here. So that's it, George You're short $8,000 in your accounts, eh? Oh, please, Mr. Potter I'll, I'll pay any sort of a bonus If you still want the building and loan I... You say it I'll was let... lost Have you notified the police? No, sir, I haven't done that yet Harry's home... Oh, I come tomorrow. to me What about your good friend Sam Wainwright? I can't get a hold of him He's in Europe what kind of security would I have, George? What collateral? Yes, sir, I have some life insurance here. $15,000 policy. Hmm. What's your equity in it? $500. And you want 8000 You once called me a warped, frustrated old man. Well, what are you but a warped, frustrated young man crawling on your hands and knees for help? Why don't you go to the riffraff you love so well? Ask them for help. I'll do anything, Mr. Potter, please. Please help me, Miss. My wife and kids... I'm calling the district it. attorney. $500. You know something, George? You're worth more dead than you are alive. Now get out of here. Get out. And all the time, Potter had the $8,000 in his desk drawer. It's still there, Terrence. But where's George, sir? Where? Well, he went over to Martini's Cafe. He's had a couple of drinks, Clarence. 
He's just standing there, sort of in a day. Oh, God. God, dear Father in heaven, I, I'm, I'm not a praying man, but if, if you're up there and, and you can hear me, please show me the way. I'm at the end of my rope. I, show me the way, God. Mr. Bailey, you all right? Don't drink anymore, Mr. Bailey. Please, you don't feel good. Bailey? Did you say Bailey? Which Bailey? This gentleman is Mr. Bailey. George Bailey. George Bailey, huh? And the next time you talk to my wife like that, she'll get worse. It isn't enough. She slaves teaching your stupid kids how to read and write. You got to follow You get out of here, Mr. Welch. You hit my best friend. Get out. All right, I'm following. Mr. Bailey, you, you okay? Who's that? Mr. Welch, but don't worry. He don't come in this place no more. I'll get something for your face. It's bleeding. I'm all right. Please don't go away, Mr. Alone. Bailey. Please don't go away. Well, George left Martini's Cafe five minutes ago, Clarence. He's at the river now, on the bridge, looking at the water. Are you ready, Clarence? All ready, sir. Very well. Save George Bailey's life, and you'll get your wings. My wings. Oh, thank you, Joseph. George! George Bailey! Get away from that bridge! You hear me? George! In just a moment, we'll bring you Act Three of It's a Wonderful Life, starring Jimmy Stewart, Donna Reed, and Victor Moore. The popular theory about beautiful blondes is that they're content to be merely decorative. Our lovely guest tonight, Miss Susan Blanchard, completely disproves that idea. Besides being a hard-working fox starlet, Susan, I understand you're a wonderful cook. I really love housekeeping, Mr. Keeley. But most of all, I enjoy the training I get at the studio. It's work, but it's fun, too. You're an Easterner, aren't you, Susan? Yes, a native New Yorker. I thought so. It was the Broadway theater that inspired me to think of show business as a career. Well, that's interesting. I used to save my allowance and go to every play I could. One of my favorite actresses was Jane Wyatt. Uh-huh. Imagine, Mr. Keeley, what a thrill it was for me to meet her right here in Hollywood. Jane Wyatt's latest picture, Boomerang, was made in the East, I understand. Mm-hmm, yes. But she and Dana Andrews, who stars in Boomerang with her, were in Hollywood to see a studio showing of the picture. Oh, I see. Jane Wyatt is my ideal of a stage and screen star. So talented and so lovely to look at. Just as lovely in real life, too. She is indeed. It wasn't long before I discovered that she's as keen about Lux toilet soap for beauty care as I am. You know, I'm a Lux girl, too. We're glad to hear you say that, Miss Blanchard, because that's a very beautiful Lux complexion I see before me. Just right for blue eyes and ash blonde hair. Thank you, Mr. Kennedy. Any girl in pictures is delighted to find out about Lux toilet soap as a beauty care. Active lather facials are so quick and easy, and they really make a difference in your skin. Thousands of busy, attractive women have discovered that, Miss Blanchard. Daily Lux Soap Complexion Care does make skin lovelier. Otherwise, it wouldn't be the choice of nine out of ten screen stars. Lux Toilet Soap is all around beauty care for me. I use it as a bath soap, too. It has such delightful perfume, leaves a lovely fragrance on the skin. Thank you, Miss Susan Blanchard. I hope our audience will be seeing that lovely Lux complexion of yours in a screen close-up one of these days. Now, back to our producer, William Keeley. Act three of It's a Wonderful Life, starring Jimmy Stewart, Donna Reed, and Victor Moore. Thank you. 
Numb with despair, convinced, as Mr. Potter said, that he's worth more dead than alive, George Bailey stands on a bridge, staring at the dark and frigid waters below. Suddenly, there's a splash. No, that's not George. It's Clarence, the apprentice angel. And there goes George in after him. Hmm. It's a few minutes later now, and in the bridgekeeper shack, George and Clarence are drying off. You both sure you're all right? You, you want a doctor? No, I'm all right. I'm all right. Oh, I'm fine. This underwear, I didn't have time to get anything more stylish. My wife gave me this on my last birthday. I passed away in it. You, you what, mister? Mm. I see Tom Sawyer is drying out, too. Who? My book. I left in such a hurry, I brought Tom Sawyer with me. Hey, how'd you happen to fall in? Oh, I jumped in. I jumped in to save you. Jumped in to save me? Well, I... I did, didn't I? You didn't go through with it, did you? Go through with what? Suicide. Hey, it's against the law to commit suicide around here. Yeah, it's against the law where I come from, too. <laughs> where do you come from? Heaven. Oh, that's very fine. Very your fine. your lips bleeding. Yeah, yeah, I got a bust in the jaw in answer to a prayer. Oh, no, George, I'm the answer to your prayer. Hey, how, how'd you know my name? Oh, I know all about you. Well, who are you supposed to be, anyway? Clarence Oddbody, AS2. Clarence Oddbody. Well, what's, the, what's the AS2 for? Angel, second class. Hey, I'm getting out of here. You may not need a doctor, but I do. Here you are, my good man. Hey, look here. Why do you want to save me? Because I'm your guardian angel, George. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Well, you look like about the kind of an angel I'd get. What, <laughs> what, uh, what happened to your wings? Well, I haven't won my wings yet. That's why I'm an angel second class. Oh, I see. But you can help me earn them, George, by letting me help you. Oh, uh -huh. Don't happen to have 8,000 bucks on you, do you? Oh, no, no. We, we don't use money in heaven. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I keep forgetting. I see. Comes in pretty handy down here, bub. <laughs> oh, tut, tut, tut. Of course, I found it out a little late. You know, I'm worth more dead than alive. You mustn't talk like that. Joseph will never give me my wings if you keep feeling that way. You just don't realize what you've done for your folks. Why, if it hadn't been for you... Yes, if it hadn't been for me, everybody would be better off. My wife and my kids and my friends. Oh, this is not going to be easy. I'd all be better off if I hadn't been born. What did you say? I said I wish I'd never been born. George, that's wonderful. It's wonderful? What? The idea you just gave me. Well, you've got your wish. You've never been born. I've never been born? Exactly. No worries, no $8,000 to get, nothing. You simply don't exist. All right, all right, okay, all right. George, I can do things, strange things. I can show you the world, George, the way it would be if you hadn't been born. Hey, wait, hey, wait a minute, this ear of mine. Hey, say something else in that bad ear. You don't have a bad ear anymore. Oh, I don't think you're concentrating. Oh. Don't you see? You're not the George Bailey you think you are. You're, well, uh, you're nobody. Oh, that's a doggondest thing I ever saw, that, that ear. Your lips stop bleeding, too. Yeah. Yeah, hey, hey what's, what's happening around here? What is this, anyway? 
I need a drink. That's what I need. What about you, Angel? You want a drink? Well, I, I don't quite know. Come on, I... come on. We'll go as soon as our clothes are dry. Clothes are dry, George. Hey, this, so they are. That's funny. Well, look, let's get dressed and we'll stroll over to Martini's and then... Uh, oh, excuse me. I mean, I'll stroll. You fly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I don't have my You don't wings. have your wings yet. No. That's right. I forgot that again. A couple of drinks and we'll both fly, huh? What'll you have, fellas? Hey, where's the boss? Where's Martini? Look, wise guy, I'm the boss, see? Okay, well, double scotch, quick, will you? What's yours? You know what? I just love some mulled wine. Huh? Heavy on the cinnamon and light on the cloves. Off with you, my lad, and lively now. Now, cut it out. Oh, no, come on, you just give him the same as I ordered. He's okay. Uh, He's two double scotch. What about this place? It's all changed. All of Bedford Falls has changed. You're having your wish, George. You've never been born. Oh, there'll be lots of things you've never seen before. <laughs> oh, good. Somebody just made it. Made what? Every time a bell rings, it means some angel's got his wings. What'd you say? Uh, look, uh, Clarence, I don't think you better talk about angels around here. Yeah. Don't they believe in angels? Oh, yeah, they believe in them, but you know, it's just a little well, then thing. Then why should do. people be surprised when they see one? Uh, don't mind him, bartender. He's just a little fellow. He just never grew up, man. How old are you anyway, Clarence? Well, next May, I'll be 293. That does it. A couple of pixies, huh? Go on, get you. Hear me, get. Hey, where's Martini? Will you stop tell me? asking about Martini? Ain't here any. Hey, you. Rami, didn't I tell you never to come panhandling around here? George, look. Hey, it's Mr. Gower. Mr. Gower. Listen, Mr. Gower, don't you know me? This is George Bailey. You. You buy me a drink, mister? Just one drink, will you, mister? Pinky! Yeah, Nick. Throw the rummy out. Oh, no, no, please. Hey, bartender, that's, that's Mr. Gower, the druggist. That rum head spent 20 years in jail for poisoning some kid. If you knew him, you must be a jailbird yourself. Pinky, here's two more. Get him out of here. Well, get up, George. Good thing he threw us in the snowbank, huh? Hey, where's, where's Mr. Gower? Mr. Gower doesn't know you, George. You see, you weren't there to stop him from putting poison into that prescription. What do you mean I wasn't there? Look, look tell me, what are you? Are you a hypnotist? George. Look, well, why am I seeing all these strange things here? Don't you understand? It's because you were not born. Well, if I wasn't born, then who am I? Nobody. You have no identity. Well, what do you mean, I have no identity? No papers, no driver's license, no 4F card, no insurance policy. Zuzu's bell. What? Zuzu's bell. I bought my little girl a bell to hang on the Christmas tree, and I forgot to give it to her. I've got it in my... I... It's gone. It's gone, too. Everything's gone. But you've been given a great gift, George. A chance to see what the world would be like if you'd never been born. You're crazy. You're crazy as a bedbug, and you're driving me crazy, too. Now look, I'm going home to my wife and family. Do you understand that? And I'm going home alone. Better not leave him alone, Clarence. Keep following him. Joseph, oh, I'll stay near him, sir. Poor George. He's seeing Main Street now the way it'd be if he hadn't lived. The thing that's really shocked him, sir, is the building and loan office. Know what's there now? Pawn shop. What's he doing? Can you see? He's talking to Ernie Bishop, the taxi driver. He wants to go home. You better tag along, Clarence. Oh, I will, sir. I will. 
Come on, step on it, will you, Ernie? Get me home. I'm off my nut. Where do you live, buddy? Oh, now, doggone it, Ernie. Don't you start pulling that stuff on me. 323 Sycamore. 323 Sycamore. Yeah, hurry up. Azusa's sick. Okay, buddy. Hey, look, Ernie, I, I don't know what's happened. I'm going crazy or something. I've got some bad liquor. I... Now, look, tell me this now. You're Ernie Bishop, right? And you live with your wife and kid, Donald. You've seen my wife? What do you mean? I've seen your wife. I've been in your house a hundred times. What do you, we, we built it for you, didn't we? Bud, my wife took the kid and ran away five years ago, and I ain't never seen you before in my life, see? Okay, Ernie, okay, okay. Just step on it. Get me home. Mary! Mary, where are you? Janie, Petey, Zuzu! Zuzu, where are you? This is just an old abandoned house, George. You have no wife. No children. Where are they? What have you done with them? Hey, I'll face that thing. See, I told you. All right, up with your hands. Oh, Bert, Bert the cop. Thank heaven you're here. Now, look, why don't you be a good fella and I'll take you to a doctor. Bert, now, Bert, listen to me. What's the matter with you guys? Now, listen, it's that fellow there. He says he's an angel. He tried to hypnotize me. I hate to use my nightstick, but I guess I... Ow! Uh, run, George, run. He can't hit you while I'm Ow! biting him. George, run. My teeth aren't what they used to be. Joseph, help! Joseph! Joseph! Where'd they go, Ernie? Where'd they go? I, I, I don't know. They just disappeared. Parents. Oh, Joseph, I hope you don't mind my calling on you like I did. It was very irregular, Terrence. You're by yourself again. Where's George? He's at his mother's house, sir. Well, if George hasn't been born, he has no mother. Oh, he's being very stubborn, sir. He'll just have to find these things out for himself. But his mother, that's a terribly bitter blow to a man, his old mother not knowing him. You mean I shouldn't have let him... I mean you better find him right away. Oh, and stop fighting policemen, Clarence. I'm here again, George. My mother, my own mother didn't know me. If only Harry were here. My brother were only back from Washington. Your brother fell through the ice and was drowned at the age of nine. Well, that's a lie. He got the Congressional Medal of Honor. He saved the lives of every man on that transport. Every man on that transport died. Strange, isn't it? Each man's life touches so many other lives. Harry wasn't there to save them because you weren't there to save Harry. Don't you see, George? You really had a wonderful life. Don't you see what a mistake it would be to throw it away? Clarence? Yes? Where's Mary? Please, where's my wife? I, uh, I'm not supposed to tell. Tell me where she is. You're not going to like it, George. Where is she? I'll choke it out of you if I have to. Where's my wife? The library. She works there. She's just about to lock up for the night. So I, uh... George! George! Come back! Oh, there must be some easier way for me to get my wings. Mary! Mary! I'm sorry, the library's closed. Mary, it's George. Don't you know me? No, I don't know you. Let me go! Mary, please, don't do this to me, Mary. Please, help me. Help me. Where, where are our kids, Mary? I need you, Mary. Oh, get please. away from me! Help! Help! Help me, Mary. I'm George. Mary! <laughs> Clarence. Oh, where is he, Joseph? Where's George? I'm afraid I've lost him, sir. You knew you shouldn't have let him try to see Mary. Now they're after him, a mob. 
They think he was trying to hurt her. Joseph, I won't even get one wing, will I? You have one more chance, Terrence. Get over to the bridge by the river. I think George has seen just about enough. But, uh, but the mob... Uh, don't worry. They've lost him, too. Now, hurry up! Oh, thank you, Joseph. Thank you. Clarence. Clarence! Clarence, where are you? I'm here, George. Help me, Clarence. Get me back. I don't care what happens to me. Only get me back to my wife and kids, please. I want to live again. Oh, thank you, George. Thank you, boy. I want to live again, please. Oh, God, please let me live again. George? Is that you down there, George? Now get out of here, Bert. Get out of here. You come in any closer, I'll, what the I'll let you have it. What the hell are you yelling for, George? Come on. George. George, Bert. Bert, do you know me? No, yeah. I've been looking all over town for you. Where you been? Hey, Bert. Bert. I'm alive again, Bert. You sure you're all right? Hey, your mouth's bleeding. It is. Hey, my mouth's bleeding. Bert, look at, look at the blood come out of there, would you? Huh? And where's Zuzu's Christmas bell, Bert? I had it right in my pocket. Here it is! Hey, it's in my pocket. What do you know about it? Hey, Merry Christmas, Bert! Well, Merry Christmas. Get in the car. I'll drive you home. You will, Bert? We'll do that. I turn the siren wide open, huh? Merry Christmas, Bedford Falls. Hey, Merry Christmas, old building alone. Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter. Yippee! Come on. Hey, Bert, come on, come on in with me, huh? What are the, these people, these reporters? Hey, oh, oh, Merry Christmas, reporters. Hey, Mr. Bank Examiner, Merry Mr. Christmas. Mr. Bailey, there's a deficit. I know, $8,000, I'll bet, huh? George, I've, I've got a little paper here. I'm oh, sorry. I, I bet it's a warrant for my arrest. Isn't that wonderful? Merry Christmas. Hey, where's Mary, you know? Uh, look at this wonderful old drafty house. Isn't it wonderful? Have you seen my wife? Where's Mary? Mary! Hey, kid, Janie, Petey. Hey, oh, I could eat you up. Where's your mother? She went looking for you, Daddy, with Uncle Billy. Oh, yeah. Daddy? Zuzu, my little ginger snap. How do you feel, huh? Fine, Daddy. Not a snitch of temperature. Not a snitch of temperature. Hallelujah! George, George, darling. It's Mommy. Mommy's home. Mary. George, where have you been? Mary. Oh, oh Mary, now, look, just let me touch you. Oh, you're real, Mary. Oh, you've no idea what happened uh, to me. You've no idea what's happened either. They're on their way here. Who? Who's on their way? Oh, the police department? I don't... Uh, the FBI? The National Guard? I'm alive again, Mary. Oh, listen, Mary, I'm alive again. Oh, yes, darling, yes. Now, now, close your eyes and, and come on downstairs. Oh, you... What is it? We can't open my eyes yet, Mary? What's going on here? Now, now keep your eyes closed. Now, I'll just walk you over here by the Christmas tree and... Well, the people I hear, lots of people. What, what is it? Lots of people. Just one minute now. We're all ready, Uncle Billy. Come in, everybody. George, look! Just look! Uncle Billy! Money, George, a laundry basket filled with money. Money for you. Mary did it, George. Mary! I don't understand. What money? What... People heard you in trouble, darling. These people, your friends, they've collected this money for you. The $8,000. Charlie. Hey, there's Mar there's Martini. Uh, Mr. Gower. Hey, how are you, Mr. Gower? Mrs. Thompson, Ed, Tom, everybody. Huh? None of us would have a roof over our heads if it wasn't for you, George. Oh, Garth, this is wonderful. Hey, Mary, look. Look who's coming in. Mother. Hi, Mother. Hey, and Harry. Got Mary's telegram, George. I flew in as fast as hey, I could. Hey, everybody, a toast. How about a toast? Oh, good idea, Ernie. A toast to my big brother, George, the richest man in town. Good old acquaintance. Daddy, that's it. Yeah. 
Here's your bell. Daddy, Charlie, what's this on the table here? This is <laughs> the, the Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Lord, there's something written in it. Dear George, remember no man is a failure who has friends. Thanks for the wings, love, Clarence. Clarence? Yeah, he's a very dear friend of mine. Daddy, this is well sick. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's right, Zuzu. That's right. That's right. boy, Clarence. boy, Clarence. Happy landing. It's a wonderful life so long as we can have such fine performances as we enjoyed tonight from Jimmy Stewart, Donna Reed, and Victor Moore. Jimmy, I'd like to thank whatever guardian angel whisked you back from Texas for our show this evening. Well, that guardian angel was an airline wing, uh, Bill. <laughs> you were in Texas for the premiere of this picture, weren't you, Jimmy? Yeah, Frank Capra and I went down for five openings as many nights. Pretty good All down there in Texas, Texas yeah. Jimmy. Yeah, every one of them. There are five premieres over Texas. You know, it's a pretty big state. Takes that many. To <laughs> do Jimmy, I'm sure your fans were proud to read that you received an honorary degree from Princeton just the other week. Yes, how about that, Jimmy? Do we call you professor now? No, 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 no. It's just an M.A. Oh, Master of Arts? Well, I don't, it might have been. I don't know. It might be for murdering architecture. That's what I studied. <laughs> well, you know, Donna has an honorary degree to her credit, too. L-L-C. What's that, Bill? L-L-C? Well, you can see for yourself. A lovely Lux complexion. Well, thank you, Bill. Or rather, thank Lux Toilet Soap. It's a wonderful complexion care. I use it faithfully. With wonderful results, I see. Uh, what's happening next Monday night on Lux, Bill? Next week, we have another of the season's most successful films. It's 20th Century Fox's thrilling screen hit, Leave Her to Heaven, with lovely Jean Tierney. And a star who appears in answer to literally hundreds of requests. Cornell Wilde. Best, based on the best-selling novel of the same name, Leave Her to Heaven is the strange, dramatic story of a woman whose twisted mind and fiendish jealousy drive her to any lengths to hold the man she loves. Now that ought to make great listening, Bill. I wouldn't miss it for anything. Good night. night. Good, Good night, night, and thanks a million. Lever Brothers Company, the makers of Lux Toilet Soap, join me in inviting you to be with us again next Monday evening when the Lux Radio Theater presents Gene Tierney and Cornell Wilde in Lever to Heaven. This is William Keeley saying goodnight to you from Hollywood. Here's a sure way to save on your meat and grocery bills. Turn in used patch kitchen pets to your butcher and receive a generous price for every pound. The worldwide supply of pets is still desperately short, and every drop you save helps in the making of soap, refrigerators, and other needed items. So save and turn in your used kitchen pets. Donna Reed appeared through the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of The Beginning or the End, starring Brian Donlevy and Robert Walker. 
James Stewart will soon be seen in the Robert Riskin production for RKO, Magic Town. Victor Moore will soon be seen in Roy Del Ruth's production, It Happened on Fifth Avenue. Our music was directed by Louis Silvers. This program is broadcast to our men and women overseas through cooperation with the Armed Forces Radio Service. And this is your announcer, John Milton Kennedy, reminding you to tune in again next Monday night to hear Lever to Heaven with Gene Tierney and Cornell Wilde. Fry. When you bake and fry, fry. or your cake and pie, fry. it's your shortening by Reliance Fry. Want fried foods crisp, golden, better tasting? Try Spry, the pure vegetable shortening that gives you delicious, better tasting fried foods. So digestible, too, the Spry way. Reliance Fry. S-P-R-Y. Reliance Fry. S-P-R-Y. Be sure to listen in again next Monday night to hear the Lux Radio Theater presentation of Lieber to Heaven. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. All right. Well, I really hope you enjoyed that. I know I do. I, I, I just love this season, Christmas and everything that comes with it. And I think this has been a wonderful way to begin spending our holidays with sharing these old radio shows. And I've got more to share with you in the weeks to come. You're going to love this. Uh, this is great. Uh, so anyways, come back next week when the current plan... Well, well, I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> but come back next week, and once again, thank you for downloading, and thank you for all being my Neverlanders, my Lost Boys, and all my Pixies out there. Love y'all. Thank you for coming, and come back next week, because we're going to have a lot more Christmas fun. I want to be that oasis for you. Remember to keep that pixie in your pocket, to keep that good attitude, and don't forget to sprinkle a little bit of it for your friends. And even sprinkle a little bit of pixie dust on your enemies because maybe you know if you make friends with your enemies you actually have destroyed your enemies all right so just remember that it's christmas time love your neighbor all right i will right, see you next week thank you for listening to the neverland podcast please subscribe and rate the show on itunes stitcher and blueberry we love to hear from you on twitter.com slash neverland and Facebook.com slash Neverland Podcast. Leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And send email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. Join us next week and we'll once again go to Disney and beyond. The Neverland Podcast is copyright blue band productions and all original content belongs to the same. Other content is copyright of their respective creators and is used under Creative Commons license. Good night, Neverland! Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets 
if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.